the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. We are commanded by God to pray without ceasing. God's word assures us that if we wait on him, we shall renew our strength, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. When we apply God's word to our lives, no matter what we may be facing, we can look back and see how God has orchestrated all things for his good. Listen closely with Bible, pen and paper handy. My daddy, uh, his siblings, uh, his mom and dad, my grandparents, had 16 children. Ten boys, six girls, no twins, one at a time. You know, and in my neighborhood, it was eight down the street, seven this way, 12 this way. You know, they were all over the place. Now y'all have three, and you about to have a heart attack. <gasps> I got three. Uh, what am I going to do with three? Uh, three, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, three. <laughs> Listen, verse five says, blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed. Don't you be ashamed because you have a number of children, whatever that number is. And y'all get out of their cup of tea. It's not your business how many children they have. You're not paying electricity. You're not buying the food. Won't y'all say that you're not buying the beds and the cribs and the Similac? What is that to you? Do not receive negativity. Put down statements such as, you having another one? How many are you going to have? When are you going to stop? It's going to get expensive. Well, somebody had you. And it wasn't cheap back then. God blesses a mother who is thankful that she has given birth to children. Be thankful. Be thankful. You check on your children, you call your children, they don't call back, they don't text, they don't email, you keep doing the right thing. You do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Matter of fact, they're being ministered to when you don't realize they're being ministered to. Be mindful of the marvelous truth that says in Philippians 4.19, and my God will supply all your needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The 16 children my grandma, Emma, and, 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 and my grandfather, Uncle Clint, had. Do you not know all of them was healthy as an ox? <laughs> healthy. They worked the fields. They could cut puck wood. They, they, they picked cotton. They went and fetched water. They, they ran after chickens. Huh? The, the, the children were put to work. The God who gave you your baby is God enough to take care of you and the children, the number of children he gives you 
and he's more than able to supply all of your needs. Don't listen to culture. Don't listen to society. Don't listen to the pundits. You listen to Jesus. Number three, mothers, God created you in such a way that no one, absolutely no one can take your place in the family. Your motherhood is unique to you. <laughs> Get that. Your motherhood is unique to you and no one can take your place in the family. From the day your baby is born and placed on your breast, a special bond takes place. Your husband could be in his third level of sleep, but when that baby whimpers, <laughs> you as a mother will hear the child and get up to attend to his needs while that rascal next to you <laughs> <laughs> and if he happened to hit, and if he happens to hear, he hunts you. Why can't you, man? How come you can't go change that pamper? What's wrong with your hands? Two o'clock in the morning. Where are you? The Bible says, "Train up a child in the way he should go." Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Training begins at the infancy stage. I wish you, did your child have any been hitting you back? Fussing at you? Training begins at the infancy stage. Training. You're training them when you wean them off the bottle. They don't want to get off that bottle. I've never seen a 10-year-old sucking a bottle. <laughs> You wean them off the bottle. You train them how to not use a bottle. You, you potty train them. That can be challenging, especially when there's boys. Teach them how to use a spoon. You have to assist them with learning to walk and talk, to teach them how to clean up after themselves. That's all training. You help them with their homework, and you shape their character and life, moms. This cannot be done unless you are an available mother in your home. Mothers, God created you in such a way that no one can take your place in the family. Number four, mothers refuse to give up when trouble intrudes into your family. Refuse to give up when trouble intrudes into your family. You cannot have marriage and family and not experience trials. They will come and they are already here. There are families who experience a child with a disability, a mother and father who have been stricken with illness. In families, there are those within the context of that family who have been set back because of the use of drugs and alcohol. Or perhaps there has been a loss of employment which has brought about financial hardships in that family not to mention marital problems that often end up in separation or divorce, not to mention your own personal health challenges and asking God for the wisdom to help you navigate COVID-19. I have a scripture for you, mamas and dads. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good. That's Galatians 6, 9. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Isaiah 43, 2 says, chapter 43, verse 2 of Isaiah, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor the flame burn you. 
Mothers, refuse to become so weary in your motherhood that you do not lose sight of the reality that the Lord's presence is with you. Don't become so weary that you lose sight of the reality that the Lord's presence is with you, especially you single moms. Wow, you single moms, you're doing the work of two people, and some of you have done better than some, than many in a two-parent home. If you raised your, your children as a single parent, and you're beyond that stage now, but you did it, or you're a single parent right now, why don't you just stand so we can see you? All single parents, wherever you are, just stand and remain standing. Uh, remain standing. Look around. Look, look at them. Let's give them a big hand. Come on, let's give it to them. Come on, let's give it to them. Come on, let's really give it to them. You may be seated. I pray God give you a double portion of strength to keep on keeping on. We bless you in the name of Jesus. And you have come thus far by the help of Almighty God. We appreciate you this day. Number five, it is God's will that you be a patient mother. A patient mother. 1 Corinthians 13, 4a says love is patient. 1 Corinthians 13, 4a. To be, pa- to be a patient mother, you must first be patient with God and allow him to bring you into spiritual maturity. You can't be patient, mom, if you're immature. Then you must be patient with your spouse and you must be patient with your children and grandchildren. You will be a patient mother as you realize that each person in your family is a unique gift from God. They are unique. Each child in your family, they have their own bent. They have their own personality. They have their own temperament. When you are patient, you will give your family room to fail and be there to help them through the recovery process. There is no such thing as a perfect family. I mean, you look at them all. My family's not perfect, yours. No perfect families. We all are work in progress. Therefore, be patient with yourself and be patient with your family and trust God. Number six, in these difficult days, it is very important that you are a praying mother. Very important that you are a praying mother. First Samuel chapter one, verse 27 says, I prayed for this child. I prayed for John. I prayed for Joe. I'm just named your name, John and Joe. I'm just generically. And the Lord has granted me what I ask of him. First Samuel 1, 27. We look around and see the rising crime rate. We see sex trafficking and drug abuse as we also see the promotion of harmful ideologies in the school. Uh, we see the media, the talk shows and social uh, media. We see gender confusion, sexual immorality, the disintegration of the nuclear family. We look around and we see hate and wars and rumors of wars. We look around and see inflation, the rising cost of living, and COVID-19 and its implications. We had better be praying for our children today in light of all of this. As a matter of fact, you should be praying for your children in the womb. When your child is conceived, you should be praying for your child. 
Uh, you ought to be praying for your child, not only when they're in the womb, but throughout their childhood, you ought to be laying hands and praying on them. Be mindful. Your children will learn to pray by hearing you pray and watching you pray. That's how they learn how to pray. And when you're gone, they will remember that mama prayed for me. You know what prayer does? When, when you're a praying mother, prayer decreases your stress. When you're a praying mother, Prayer removes your worry. When you're praying, mother, it calms your fears. When you're praying, mother, it breaks the stronghold of addiction. When you're praying, mother, it gives you spiritual rest and it ushers in divine intervention from God. Pray, pray, and then pray. A few more and we're done. Number seven, be a beacon of hope for your family. As a mother, be a beacon of hope for your family. Mothers, you are your children's best cheerleader. If your child can't find any hope, find hope anywhere else, they ought to be able to find it in the context of that home. Be intentional about infusing them with hope at every given opportunity because society is mean. Society is negative. Society is unjust. Society is critical. Society is jealous of you and your children. Be determined to build up your children's self-esteem. Encourage them when they fail and love them through their issues regardless of what they are. Help them to dream. Help your children to be visionaries. Expose your children to the arts. Expose them to nature and community service. That it's not just about them. It's about giving help to others and meeting the needs of others. Introduce your children to new experiences through travel that will broaden their horizon, foster their strengths and talents. Help them to discover their own career path and help them to be innovators and trailblazers. That's our responsibilities as parents. Number eight, be a worshiping mother. Be a worshiping mother. Your children should see you singing before the Lord. You say, I can't sing. That's the biggest lie from the pits of hell. God is not asking you to sing pretty. He's not asking you to be some uh, uh, melodious, angelic songster. Sing off key. Sing. Rejoice in the Lord. Read your Bible before the Lord, before your children. Be a worshiping mother. Also be intentional about bringing them to the Lord's house to worship the Lord. Psalms 122 verse 1. Psalms 122 verse 1 says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It is critical that you bring your children to the Lord's house so that they can get a vision of congregational worship. They need to experience congregational worship. When we hosted the Kitty Hawk Middle School, when they could not uh, get into their facilities because of not uh, coming up to building code, and they needed a place to learn for a week, and Dr. Mackey and the whole uh, superintendent and staff and all the folk came over and talked with our staff and said, we need a place to have education until our, our building is ready to go in. I delightfully said, uh, our pleasure to serve you. And, and then they brought their security over. They brought their cooks over. They brought the whole operation me- mechanism for, for middle school was right here. It was the first time 
many of those children had ever cracked the doors of a church. They sat on those cushioned seats in the spirit center and they looked up and saw banners. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because it's compassion. They started reading the banners, the Christian words, the biblical passages on the banners and they enjoyed that week. It made eyewitness news so much so that when it was displayed on the news, they couldn't call it Maranatha Church. They call it Maranatha Complex to, to be co- politically correct. But it was a church to see a host of school buses coming up in the parking lot. Oh, those children, those same children, they make the sports event. They, they're cheerleaders out there. They're football players. They all that, but they're not in church. That ball cannot keep that child in a time of crisis. It is critical that you bring your children to the Lord's house so that they can get a vision of congregational worship to interact with their peers in a Christian environment and be exposed to another spiritual voice to challenge your children's faith. It is important that you use the spiritual resources that God has given you and know the church is essential in the life of your family. So much So that coming to church for your family is not an option. Number nine, use your godly influence to impact your family for righteousness. Use your godly influence, mothers, to impact your family for righteousness. Mothers, you have tremendous influence in your home. Therefore, use it for righteousness to the glory of Christ. Proverbs 31, 26 says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Proverbs 31, 26. In these troubling times, use what the Lord has deposited within you to build your children's faith. Use what God has deposited within you to develop and shape your children's character. Refuse to allow the government and school system to mold and shape your children's Thinking, I love the J.B. Phillips translation, which says in Romans 12, 2, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold. Mama, the world wants to squeeze you into a worldly mold. Same for the father, same for the children. They want to indoctrinate you, re-educate you. They say they know what's best for your child, but when they get through, all you're going to have is a little demon. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold, but let God remold your mind from within so that you may prove and practice that the plan of God for you is good, meets all your demands, And moves toward the goal of true maturity. Mothers and fathers, you are also responsible for strengthening your child's weaknesses. You are responsible for teaching them how to balance the Christian life. And to love unconditionally. You must also teach them how to forgive. You must teach them how to forgive lest they become captive to the stronghold of anger and bitterness and resentment. At this time, we will be momentarily interrupting our previously scheduled broadcast for a prayer from the pastor of Maranatha Bible Church, Rander Draper Sr., in regards to the horrific shooting that happened in Uvalde, Texas, last week.
Hello, I'm Randall Draper of Maranatha Bible Church, and I just want to take a moment to share with families down in Uvalde our prayers and our condolences and the sudden loss of your loved ones. What a devastating massacre. It seems like this is becoming more frequent of late uh, to have your precious children, parents, loved ones taken away in a brutal killing just hurts my heart deeply. And I want you to know that the Maranatha Church family, we are all praying for you again, again, and again. We cannot fully understand the depth of your grief and your pain, but you can be assured that our prayers are with you. We love you. We are praying for you. It is our prayer that you would experience God's purpose, God's peace, and God's presence in the midst of hurt, pain, grief, death, and the sudden taking away of your precious loved ones. I want to let you know that the Lord will take care of you. He will help you like only he can. We can't make sense out of this, but one thing we can be assured of is our Lord is in control. And we want you to look to Jesus, to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus as the world grows more darker and wicked. We want to share with you to be courageous and take comfort in knowing that the Lord is with you, he will take care of you, and he's a right now God who will help you in the midst of this deep pain. Be determined to let your light shine and be a witness for Christ because people need the Lord through all of this. And we pray for you who are Christians that in the midst of tears and sadness that people will be able to see Jesus in you. And I like to close by saying, love your families today. Hug your families today. Value your families today. Family is, is a God ordained institution created by God himself. And we must never take our family for granted. Hug your children, your wife, affirm them, appreciate them while you have them. For tomorrow is not promised to any of us. We love you. We thank God for you. We pray for God's peace in the midst of all of this. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. Thank you for giving us prayer. And thank you for teaching us how to pray. 
Thank you, Lord, that you set the example of prayer. We see throughout the Gospels where you prayed and you prayed. Even in Gethsemane, in the midst of your pain and betrayal, in the midst of your injustice, in the midst of your being murdered, you loved people through it with an unconditional love. Thank you, Father, that sinful, wicked men did not deter you from your mission from your heavenly father. Thank you that you went to Calvary in spite of opposition, in spite of kangaroo courts, in spite of nails in your hands and feet and pierced side and crown of thorns around your head, in spite of being sped upon, in spite of being railed against by the thieves on the cross. And even when you spoke from the cross, you said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I pray that all who hear this prayer would emulate you on the cross, your words from the cross, your person. Thank you for being that kind of an example. I pray, Lord that you will help families and friends and those who are asking questions that can't be answered. I pray, Father, that they just realize that you're the great God of hope and that they not stop living and that you salvage their lives now. Comfort those who are traumatized, those who are paralyzed. I pray, Father, that you would help them in their emotions. Oh God, I pray that they would receive encouragement from the scripture. I pray that you put people in their path who will just hug them and love on them and be there for them. I pray, Father, that they would experience your peace and your presence in the midst of all of this and come to realize that you are our Emmanuel. You are with us even in times of devastating loss. Father, help us now. Oh God, do like only you can do. Oh God, I pray that in the midst of this, multitudes would come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, that they would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. For you are our only hope in the midst of carnage, death, and sudden destruction. We love you, Father, and we love these families. We love the people of Uvalde. We pray that you give the leadership of that city wisdom, the churches in that area wisdom. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us through the night because joy will come in the morning.
We ask these prayers in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.